Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Finding someone on an online Catholic dating site shouldn't be like shopping for a blender. So why do most dating sites leave you feeling like you're shopping for a spouse? At Catholic Singles, we connect members through our unique user polls and activities, which help you discover other members and their personalities and interests. Because you're a person, not a profile picture. So stop shopping and start discerning. Trust your love story to the original Catholic dating site and use the promo code REDBOX at checkout for 20% off at catholicsingles.com. Welcome to Holy Smokes Catholic Review, your weekly dose of good cigars and the good news. This podcast is brought to you by St. John Vianney Catholic Church in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. Incensing the temple today, Father Scott Mansfield, pastor and former rock radio DJ, Tony Willemitis, the guy who knows everything, and Will Tapia, the guy who thinks he knows everything. Now, here's your host, Father Scott. It is Holy Smokes Catholic Review, Father Scott, along with Mr. Tony Willemitis. And uh, uh, the you almost uh, didn't remember my last name. I did remember your last name. Kind of the same way that you didn't remember how to get us uh, set up on our on the technical side. I was just thinking, how many episodes have we done so far? One hundred and twenty-eight. It looks like. Is that right? One hundred twenty-eight. I have no idea. Shouldn't the, shouldn't the setup be kind of like just? Well, what Tony is referring to is the fact that I was having trouble getting set up. You spent, I unplugged you spent everything. The last I put, twenty minutes of our life setting I put, things up. I put everything on a new table. I got rid of the old table. I put everything on the new table. I had to unplug everything, so I missed plugging something are, in, and I figured are, it out. There are literally five plugins that I can visibly see right now. That's your your out to lunch, pal. <laughs> More than that. Hey, speaking out the lunch, I smoked your uh, Macanudo Inspirato. Mm-hmm. And? It was delicious. But, but you didn't tell me that it would make me loopy. Oh, did you get a little buzzed? Have you noticed, speaking of buzz, <laughs> have you noticed my hair is a little bit more buzzed than it was last week? You have no hair. I don't have any hair left. It's true. Your I went, head is so, shaved. Let me tell you the funny story that happened. And why you should have warned me that the Macanudo Inspirato is such a fine cigar, it might just leave me in a state of loopiness. Mm. Were you drinking? So I was, I was hanging out with... Um, no, hold on. That's were neither you? here nor there. That's <laughs> okay, so... I was okay. hanging out with Will. So you were drinking. I was ha- hanging out with Will down at his uh, fancy condo downtown Albuquerque. Because and, if you're uh, hanging beautiful. out with Will, you way, are drinking. That's not true. I did, that, did you, now you're just painting him in a bad light. So now... Uh, we were hanging out. It was a Sunday. We were had we had a nice, you know, wonderful time, uh, just relaxing day of it. And uh, what with you know, of course, with the Holy Mass and and uh, enchiladas and uh-huh. Frito pie and uh-huh. huevos rancheros and how much did you eat? I mean, I wasn't eating all that, but the people that at the table they ate different things. So afterward, we decided, okay, hey, why don't we run down to um, a little quickie stop place that's actually on the reservation here in Albuquerque where you can buy tobacco and it's cheap. And they actually have a decent cigar selection. And don't you know they had the Macanudo Inspirado there? And I thought, oh, perfect. I will get to try out this cigar that Father has so recently highly rated um, on the podcast. So I found it, got the stick. It was a decent size. I mean, it's like a six by... 60. It's kind of, I think it's what they call a Gordo or I don't know, maybe step down from a Gordo. Mm-hmm. And uh, natural wrapper, the whole nine yards. So I picked it up, took it down, and we were, I forget what Will, Will was having one of our favorite CAO uh, camshaft cigars. Mm. Those are nice. Those are always nice. Well, anyway, so we were, you know, smoking it up down there on the balcony, watching the protesters march by down on the main street of Albuquerque. <laughs> Having our nice time in the sun. And the Macanudo, man, it was just, it was so tightly wrapped in beautiful smoke. I know this is, belongs more in the cigar review section of the podcast, but I wanted to mention it up front because it helps explain why I have no hair right now. And it has nothing to do with, believe it or not, with like catching my hair on fire or anything like that. So I smoked the cigar. Wonderful experience. However, by the time we got wrapped up in our conversation, our cigar and so forth, I mean, the thing lasted all day. It was like 5, 6 o'clock in the evening. Mm-hmm. And, and by this time, you're buzzed because that cigar gave you a buzz. God, something happened because I went home. I'd made it home. And you shaved your head? <laughs> 
Essentially, yes. Well, no, I went home. Okay, now, just a couple weeks ago, I had received a beautiful, fine uh, haircut from, you know, the shout-out I gave last week, who is a very fine cook. Uh, she's also a fine barber. Her name is Sarah. Sarah Ryan, the mother of my godson, Thomas. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so, and she, she did a great job. But then I was noticing that, like, my hair, because it's a little wonky and everything, my hair had, like, a few little strays that were, like, you know, that were still sticking out. And, so, and they hadn't gotten clipped to the length that she had, you know, intended to clip them. And it wasn't her fault. It was just, you know, my hair is a little crazy like that. So I thought to myself, hey, you know, it's Sunday. It's it, Tomorrow's the work day, the beginning of the week. I'll just, I'll straighten things out here. I'll get, I'll make it real quick adjustments and I'll just, you know, and then I'll take a shower and go to bed. Well, so I grabbed my razor, and I grabbed the uh, the guard that you put on the razor. Like, you know, you have a one guard or a two guard or a three guard. So I grabbed the guard that I thought I would need to match the length, and I had him in each hand. But because of – I'm assuming because of the effect of the cigar. I'm blaming it on your cigar. For some reason, in the moment, I was kind of like just – I wasn't – fully aware and I forgot to put the guard onto the razor before I turned it on and stuck it to my head. So I stuck the bare razor, you know, no guard to my head and it shaved it down to the scalp. (laughs) I took the razor away right away and I was like, why is there so much hair falling off of this razor? Okay, now there's two. So I I put a. So I I I raise I without even thinking about it. I just I started going at it right, and and all of a sudden all this hair is flying off the razor, and I'm like, I look in the mirror and and I realize I haven't. I now have a stripe. (laughs) Okay, what you're saying though, there's two things here. I have a stripe going down my side of my head. Number one, what you're saying is that she really didn't give you a good haircut. No, she gave me a great haircut. Then why did you have to try to improve it? Because no, when you wash your hair, you know, like after you wash your hair, the little strays start to pop up, you know, the little strays that were, you know, that you didn't see the first time and they, you take a shower and you I've start never to tried up. to improve on a haircut that I've received. Oh, I should. Well, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit obsessive like that. If you haven't noticed, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. So the yeah. second thing, why didn't she just shave your head to begin with? Well, she probably should. I, because I didn't ask her to, she would have done it. She did a great job anyway. So it was like a two, she had to use the two guard and then I ended mm-hmm. up with a zero guard doing the stripe last night and then I was looking at it thinking to myself well two things which was kind of like a revelatory mm-hmm. your me. head by the way is huge just Thank, well that's very that kind point. of you I'm not sure what that means figuratively or, or or actually so so the first thing I realized is at the age of 47 I wasn't sure if I really cared that I had a stripe shaved down my head why don't you just leave it that would I almost cool. would have cool. there's a part of me that was that was thinking you know what? I'll just, I don't know. I'll just do this. I'll just do this until it grows out. I mean, like, do I really care? I don't, you know, isn't that interesting how you get to a certain age and you just stop caring anymore? That's true. Right? You just stop, you know, you don't, you know, you don't you care. Impressing, you're not impressing anybody. You get, a, you, get a, not, you get a pimple, you don't care. Yeah, you just, you know, it's like you know, whatever. You know, like you you're B-O, mad, your, you socks, your socks don't match, you know. You don't care. You know, your you underwear don't showing, care. whatever. So anyway, um, you got crumbs on the front of your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! But so, you okay, don't, you don't. You, care. Get, get, to, you get to this point, right? And then, uh, yeah. So I did sleep on it. Literally, I slept on it. And then I woke up this morning early, and I thought, all right, I might as well just. I'll just take. I'll just take all the hair. I'll just shave it down to the scalp. And so I did. Yeah. And then it's all you know. Hair grows back. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's nice and cool. Yeah, it's been warm. We've had beautiful rain thunder showers monsoon yeah. season here in hey, New Mexico. One of my favorite times of year. I saw a guy once had a reverse mullet. A reverse mullet. So it was all short in the back and super long in the front. A reverse <laughs> mullet. So I was thinking maybe I should. That, that, that would be a look that I would go well, for. Well, I feel like that would balance the universe somehow because you used to rock a mullet. We know mm. that for a fact. We have photo evidence. But that was, rocking that a was, mullet that was, standing next to. You cannot tell by the photo that, standing, that was a mullet. Standing next to Pete, the likes of Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah, but uh, mullet, I don't think so. Yeah, I just uh, had long hair. That's all. All right, so um, now listen, it's been raining, and we got to tell you what happened last week after we recorded our podcast. Oh, By the way, yeah. Zach Gard was the bomb. We loved his He story. was great. Yeah, he was really great. He's, he's off doing his job, you know, traveling mm-hmm. around the, the country. So he can't mm-hmm. be with us again uh, this week like we had hoped, but... Um, we'll get him back. No, hey, by the way, story. last week I mentioned my uh, cigar box guitar. Yeah. Okay, now uh, it's engraved on the back, okay? So uh-huh. I just want to uh, thank Amarla. 
Okay. Uh, yeah. Steve's wife, Marla. Yep. Because she's the one who did it. The, okay. Uh, I think it's... It's like a, like a wood burning or Wood something. burning, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So it's just beautiful. and oh, good uh, for her. She did a great job. And I've been playing that thing and it's been a blast. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you're going to have to play it. You're going to have to record a tune, of course, for the podcast. Fans. Oh, absolutely. Put it on the album. The hey, best guess who? Album. Guess who just walked in? Guess who just walked in? Guess who's back? Back again. Will is back. Tell a friend. Hey, everybody. It's the Slim Shady, Will Tapia. Uh, hey, I don't know about hey, the Slim part. Well, <laughs> <laughs> were you here? I know you showed up last week way late, but yeah. did you see the, the meteor that we saw? Yeah. It wasn't it, a meteor. Uh, it was a, what was it? Well, so there are meteor showers going on right is now. Is it chemtrails? It wasn't even chemtrails. Uh, but I do blame it on the government. No, I'm <laughs> so no, but, but these, me, there's, me, there's some meteor showers happening during, right. during this month, and there's two famous ones, and I can't remember the names of them, but they are happening. Well, Tears wasn't of St. Lawrence? We Plasades saw, I started, or something like it. Plasades so, uh, yeah, or something like I, well, that. I had, I, okay, so we saw this. Let me describe. We were sitting there, okay. and we're out there smoking our cigars, as we do after the podcast, and it'd be a beautiful sky, you know, New Mexico sky at night. It's and it's no, dark. It's like 830, so the sky is dark. But the, the western uh, horizon was that deep, yeah. dark blue. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so go, And then all of a sudden, this bright light. And it looked, like, it looked like a firework streaking across the entire sky. And I, I literally thought it was 200 feet off the ground. I thought it was going to... I was about to, like, listen for, like, where it was going to land on the roofs of the neighborhood. Like, that's what I... I, I was like, wow. And we, we were, somebody said... You said, Father. You said, look. And we all looked up and... There it was, and then it just kept streaking and streaking and streaking and streaking and streaking. Green, like fluorescent neon green. No, it was pure white. Well, I think it was. I I, I, I saw green on the thing. I saw blue. Well, you see everything green. Better than white. Tony and I have perceptible colors. <laughs> no, this so thing anyway, was bright. So then, it was bright as bright as right, can be. Absolutely. And, and it was, as Father Marshall described it, as big as the moon. Because he saw it from really? Los Lunas. Really? He saw it from Los Lunas. Wow. That yeah. Like... <laughs> it just keeps getting more and more grandiose. <laughs> no, it was, it was as size... big as the earth. <laughs> no. So, okay. But it so, was, no, it was now. bright. It was big. And the, and the right. tail went on for... And what did we and... learn? And what did we learn? Yeah, go ahead. About it. We learned that... Well, what uh, did we learn? Well, we learned that, that, that in the days following that several other people had seen this large uh, glowing uh, in... streaking object in places like Colorado, northern mm. New Mexico... Etc. And if you've so, seen those headlines, you are you know what we're talking about. In yeah, fact, and, I found a really good video today. Someone in Taos. Someone in Taos has a video. Yeah. And it looks like it's what's crazy is it looks like it goes right over their head. Almost, it went. It, it went right over. It looked like it just went right over the church. Right. It did. Right over yeah. our head. Yeah. That's exactly what it looked like. Crazy. So we found out that it's it's actually part of a it's a piece that broke off of an asteroid, and had according to scientists and it had entered the Earth's atmosphere. And in so doing that, of course, you know, it, it, it burns, it burns up. I don't know what, because of the, the, the heat from tearing through mm-hmm. the atmosphere, yeah. then it puts off this glowing bright light mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, pretty cool. It was, it was cool. It was the, it was the fanciest thing I've ever and seen. It, up in this it lasted, you know, it lasted like 15, 20 seconds. Oh, yeah. It felt yeah. like, it's unbelievable. you know, usually you see a meteor, it's like, whoo, like real quick across the sky. You, you know, don't have time to react. But, uh, I mean, heck, it lasted long enough that, of course, you know, somebody was able to pull out their phone, press record, and catch it. I almost did. I could have. I, yeah, I almost did. Yeah, that was like the coolest thing I've ever seen. I'm, you know what? I'm taking it as a sign. It might a be a celestial sign. sign. What's the sign? I have no What's idea. What's the meaning of the sign? <laughs> I had no idea, but um, I'm taking it as a sign. That football's coming back, baby. No, it's not. <laughs> not only is it not coming back, Maybe but you know what? Maybe it's the end it, times. It's a sign of the end for football. But yeah. And if At it least does, the Patriots. I, I'm going to tell you right now. If it does come back, then we're not going to talk about the reasons why. I'm not watching. Okay, so let's move on. <laughs> let's move That's on. Ridiculous. So um <laughs> what? That's hey, uh, so let's talk about uh, Will, okay? Yeah, so how, how is, is uh, talk about Will? Me. How I'll are things going uh, at uh, Big Louie's Big uh, Pasta Cafe? Yeah, you, did you, you did, guys? Did are, you get out early? Was there not enough dishes this tonight? Or so did you, weird? Did you have you guys double? Are the weirdest. Get an extra. You must have had extra. There must have been more. Pe- well, it did rain tonight, so maybe they did, that discouraged the number of people. Yeah, did they cl- shut down the outside? Shut down early. Uh, at yeah. the Corona Cafe, where do I work? No, at uh, Big Louie's uh, Pasta Cafe. <laughs> That's right. You're yeah. a dishwasher. Dishwashing. How, why are we telling so it's you this? A promo- it's a promotion from Father Scott as hostess up front. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my gosh! Well, how you been? I was just telling uh, I was just telling uh, the listeners that I had yeah. a delightful experience on your balcony yesterday. We were just having a great Sunday yeah. afternoon of it, smoking some cigars, so, relaxing, so, hold watching on a protesters march by. Hold on a minute! Yeah, stop! Right. Stop! Stop! So you guys turn riots and protest into a spectator? That's absolutely event? right. Yeah. So you sit on the balcony That's and right. watch we weren't, riots go down. We weren't interested in joining the riots. Were they riots or they, protests? They were, they were yeah. definitely not riots. It just, it this was, time it wasn't oh, a it was protest. Super small protest. Yeah, I, I would say maybe, what, 200 maybe? Yeah. Kind of spread a out. A couple hundred. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So we were they, busy so, smoking cigars. So what are they protesting? I, I don't understand. What are it, they, well, what are they protesting anything these days? It was a whole amalgamation of things. Yeah, yeah. what? Yeah, yeah well, just know. all the... Race issues and other cop issues. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. One of them a couple of days ago was an abolish America protest. So wow, that's yeah. going to go far. I'll so uh, so I, I I don't know. Um, I don't know for this particular one, but uh, but yeah, it's it, it is it is kind of interesting. But it's a part of living downtown. You know, wherever you're at is just the just all the um, activities <laughs> going yeah, yeah. on. You yeah, know? you get to see a lot living down there. Oh yeah, because there's a lot of nightlife. There's um, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's 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 people who cruise up and down yeah. Central because it's old Route 66, right? right. It's classic. Mm-hmm. That's actually yeah. a really super fun uh, tradition. Mm-hmm. Is uh, yeah. So as you're saying, it's old Route 66. So you know, in the Southwest, we have a like lowrider culture. You know, uh, where where they trick out these old cars and put them on hydraulics and have the cool paint jobs and stuff. And people just cruise central on every Sunday evening from like, uh, you know, five o'clock until the police shut it down like at eight or nine. Um, you know, by insane. the way, the, uh, the low riders are impressive. The, the cars, oh, they are cool. What what goes into those cars is yeah. quite impressive. Yeah, it is pretty impressive because you're doing a lot of like, a lot of manual work mm-hmm. to fashion them into that. Yeah, and I mean, you know, oftentimes uh, at the expense of the car, probably. But yeah. you know, I was thinking of you and I were sitting up there smoking a cigar, having a, having a conversation. You hear this crunch, like the sound of metal crunching, and we thought there was an accident, so we get up and jump off our chairs, look over the balcony, and it's just like this really old El Camino with like duct tape holding it together. But <laughs> the dude had it on hydraulics, bouncing like that. You know, it's just a frame bending. <laughs> <laughs> So uh yeah but yeah that's that's usually pretty fun. That seriously Sunday nights uh downtown on that balcony are one of my favorites now just hanging out, you know, pour a glass of wine, smoke a cigar and check out all the all the stuff down there. So Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's good times. Yeah. Yeah, that was good and that's the reason why my hair is shorter than it was last week. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's very short. It was not this short the other day. It was not. No, I I was telling father and the listeners that before you came I was smoking that delicious Inspirato, but I think it kind of made me loopy because by, <laughs> by the time I got home, I was I was using a razor to touch up uh, a very nice recent haircut that I was given, and um, just like those little flyways, you know, I was just trying to like. Tri- so I grabbed the razor and I forgot to put the guard on the razor, <laughs> and I just set it to my head. Before I knew it, I had like shaved it on a stripe <laughs> down my head. And, that is the best. And I look in the mirror and I was like, Oh well, no, what do I do now? So, dude, you should have just committed to it. Done the full mullet, like the two shaved the other side is like a racing stripe. Trust me, it, I I totally compl- contemplated or, that. Yeah. Um, you could uh, you didn't put the uh, Zachary guard on I your didn't, clipper. Didn't the put the Zachary, Zachary guard on, the, uh, on, Zachary the, on the on the clipper. I, I actually, I, it's funny is I did that right here. So like on you your, know on so your mustache because the listeners to, can't see what you're doing you're right now. You're supposed to trim the, the top of your mustache a little bit so it doesn't like touch touch your nose. And so I was like, all right, I'll kind of trim back. So I did that, and <laughs> I didn't realize that the guard like wasn't the, the Zach guard the wasn't Zach uh, guard. wasn't connected. And so like I almost shaved like a reverse Hitler mustache <laughs> on myself. <laughs> well, at least it was reverse. Dude, that would be cool. Oh That'd my gosh, cool. so so funny. So, uh, so it happens, man. Yeah, it does happen. <laughs> yeah. So I was just telling uh, uh, Tony too before you got here about uh-huh. you know I was thinking about maybe going with the uh, reverse mullet, right? So shave the back and then long in the front. Oh yeah, I've seen that party up totally front. I've okay. seen that. I've totally seen back. that. Yeah, As opposed yeah. to Although business up front. The mullet is that. definitely making a comeback. So if there is ever oh, a time please. to grow a mullet, That's Father true. Scott. Please. No, no, no. It, it's making a comeback. There's like there's like people who are like like growing oh, like eighties eighties level mullets right oh, now. Oh my gosh. It's totally oh. making a comeback. Absolutely. Oh. We're gonna have a mullet challenge. 
Oh, please. Give me a few months, though, because I'm going to need to grow this out. Yeah, yeah, maybe a few years at that rate. It is really short, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so it feels uh, good, though. Nice and cool. Anything in the news that uh, we're not talking about the. Right. Okay. That thing. The, the thing that shall not be named. Yeah, we're the not acronym. talking about it. No, no, I, I wasn't going to mention that, but I was going to mention, have you guys talked about Benedict at all? Pope Benedict XVI? No, no, yeah. no. We just, there was just a little uh, blurb today on the news yeah, uh, that he that he was not in good health. However, Will, you had texted yeah, me that so, that, that was kind of like some fake news that's being spread. Kind of. It seems like it is some what? fake news. Fake yeah, news? Yeah, so... so so just to throw this into context, there was a reporter who, uh, Peter Seawold, C- who wrote a new book on Pope Benedict XVI, who was able to meet him and present this book to him. Mm. Also, it's kind of interesting that he's still meeting people during COVID-19. Well, we said the word. Oh, my gosh, but, dude. But, uh, but, but he's, he's, just blew he's able it. to meet people. 19 minutes? <laughs> I know. Seriously. Sorry, Bill. So anyway, so, okay. So he met with him over the weekend, and so after Peter Seawold met with Benedict, he wrote an article that said that he appears very frail, and he has he appears to have shingles. Yeah. Um, and so then, as any reputable news source does, they tried to reach out to Archbishop Ganswine, who didn't respond to the comments and things like yeah. that. It was kind of where it stood. So then all these Catholic news agencies grabbed it and was like, oh, Benedict is so frail, he's on his deathbed, and then these things just kind of progressed forward, right? Off of this one report from Peter Seawald, who met him once, you know, while he presented his book to him, and this is where this whole thing was based off of. Um, but this one page I follow, um, and of course, right, it's all hearsay, there's no primary sources, but they just said that um, that they have a source inside the Vatican, a uh, Vatican journalist, that said that Pope Benedict um, seems to in fact have shingles, but that it's not life-threatening. It's painful, it's yeah. it's uncomfortable, totally. you know, um, that kind of thing, but it's not life-threatening. He's not on his deathbed. Yeah. Um, so this report is saying, and then they even, in fact, posted the photo of Pope Benedict XVI meeting Peter Seawald from two days hey, ago. He looks really good. Yeah, he looks fine. He's sitting up in a chair. He's wearing his oh, normal yeah. papal stuff. Ganswine, Archbishop Ganswine, sitting next to him. They're chatting. He has a smile. He, lo- he looks pretty good for, I think, 90-something years old. So. You know why he was smiling? Because he smoked the uh, Inspirado by Macanudo. That's right. But and he had a little buzz going. Apparently, he can handle it better than I can because he still has all his hair in that photo. Yeah, he didn't shave he his thick, yeah. head, thick head of hair. Well, of course, God rest the soul of his brother, uh, George. Georg, yeah. Georg, also Georg. Yeah. And uh, he just died there. And he had even gone to uh, Germany to visit him one last time, probably gave him the last rites. And then... Um, and then uh, and then yeah. came back, and now he's he's doing fine. Mm-hmm. My my aunt, um, God rest her soul, she just died a few weeks ago, and and she had she suffered from uh, shingles for geez, mm. probably you, like you a know, quarter of a, a century, like twenty five years. She had shingles. There's a vaccine for that now. Is there really? There yeah. is, yeah. Wow. A vaccine cool. for the shingles. See, I hear it's very painful. The shingles, yeah, not the vaccine. Uh, well, no, the shingles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I understand, too. There's a lot of pain because it affects, like, your nerve endings or whatever. And same with gout. You know, yeah. a friend of mine gets yeah. gout, and his yeah. foot swells up like the it's size of Texas. It's unbelievable. unbelievable. Oh. I'll tell you, man, this, these physical sufferings, uh, no doubt, um, an opportunity, right, mm-hmm. for us to combine our sufferings to Jesus mm-hmm. on the cross. So I try. Uh, but I, I do feel so sorry for uh, anybody who suffers physically from anything. I mean, it is... It is truly a uh, an ordeal, right? But I mean, we have an opportunity, right? And whenever we suffer, to combine that to the the real sufferings of Jesus on the cross, because um, you know, it's uh, the human body is so fascinating that it can be so durable, right? And can take on so much and even regenerate itself. But on the, at this very same time, it's fragile and you know susceptible to to all of these things. What an interesting uh, dichotomy that we live within mm. our bodies. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so I have no game show because I was very lazy today and I didn't even put one together. Boo so. on you. Uh, cigar review. Should we do? I have nothing. Do you have yeah, anything? Let's go to the okay, cigar cigar, we got tobacco. Cigar review time. You like to smoke cigars. You wish your girlfriend would. Okay, cigar review time. Say, I'm gonna, so I'm going to stick with the. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and stick with the um, this, the Macanudo Inspirado. Okay. When, I wanted to say a couple things more yeah, about I, it. I, I reviewed that you know a couple weeks. You ago. did, but I wanted to add this to it. Um, it's you know it comes with a really nice natural wrapper. 
It's got a really nice medium um, flavor to it. And I noticed about when I got about halfway through the cigar, it was about a six inch, like I said, about a Gordo or semi Gordo cigar. About halfway through the six inch cigar um, is when I really got to this wonderful, mellow um, flavors of um, kind of like oak and oak and maybe even cocoa and maybe a slight bit of leather. But um, what I was going to say about it was that it burns really nice because mm. the tobacco is so tightly wrapped, mm-hmm. you can hardly even squeeze the cigar. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I rarely come across a cigar that's so tightly wrapped that you can barely even however, squeeze it. However, the, the draw is very nice. The draw is fine. Yeah, it's very yeah. nice. Absolutely. So, wow. I mean, you know you're getting your money's worth when there's mm-hmm. that much tobacco inside a cigar. Mm-hmm. So that was really enjoyable. That was really... Right? Um, I yeah. told you. I Had recommend good, them. Good experience. Got a little loopy. Buzz my hair. So be careful. Well, it could when be you the, smoke it. You sure it wasn't the buzz was from something else? I mean, you were hanging out at Will's house. I think it was whiffing something from the lowriders down below. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Might have been all the exhaust. Yeah. The exhaust. Yeah, yeah, the exhaust. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a the different podcast. Why is that? It, why the is exhaust that, <laughs> that was pouring out of the back windows. <laughs> that was the other podcast. That exhaust smells a lot like freshly clipped grass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been smoking, uh, Will? So uh, um, I often I, ask that question myself. Will, what have you? <laughs> <laughs> so I finished all those uh, protégés by Oliva. Yeah, but, but I got a whole nother twenty pack of these bad boys. Yeah, on a cigar bid. Nice for twenty eight dollars. Twenty pack for twenty eight dollars. That's almost as much as we spend on two cigars. So really excited to get those in the mail. But um, yeah, I bought as a part of this little outing Tony's talking about. I bought for myself the Cao Flathead V six sixty. I mean, we've talked about that cigar a million times in this podcast. Absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah. Super tasty. Easy draw. Um, we got rained on right at the end of the cigar, so I had, like, probably about another inch and a half on it. But I, that's one of those cigars I would have loved to have smoked it down, you know, until I had to put a toothpick in the end, you know. Um, just so killer. Um, yeah. So that, that's awesome. all I got. Nothing really super new. I'm, wow. getting, some, I'm getting some tobacco, uh, some pipe tobacco in the mail soon, nice. hopefully. Um, it's, you know, of course it's delayed in the shipment, uh, but, um, but I'm looking forward to that. Some pipe tobacco, some of my favorites. So I'm looking forward. I'll be reviewing some of those once I get, uh, get smoking those. Those should be coming this week. Very cool. Awesome. Okay. Uh, hey, listen, um, so, uh, you know, we, the Catholic beef, that's the other, uh, podcast that I do with yeah. Robert and, uh, John. Sometimes yeah. Gary. Uh-huh. So at the beginning of the pandemic, we put that on the shelf. It's back. Okay, oh, we good. just did. It's released now. It's on iTunes or Google Play or on the website sjvnm.org. And uh, this is part one on the Immaculate Conception. Oh, nice. So everything you need to know about the Immaculate Conception. Okay, so that's the Catholic Beef Apologetics Podcast. That's a really. It's it's fun. Sweet. We have a good time. That's, a, right? that's an important topic. That's a, that's, a, that's, yeah, a contra- that's a topic that not a lot of people understand, especially uh, people uh, our pro- Protestant brothers and sisters. Yeah, like, but they, you, they've, they've gotten a bit confused and misinformed about what the. But Catholic once Church you understand the Immaculate Conception, you see that it is a necessity. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. A necessity. Well, I mean, you know, everything we believe about um, Mary reflects right on Christ, and everything we believe about Christ reflects on Mary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hey, I had a thought today, and I don't know if this is the appropriate time to talk about this, but it concerns Medjugorje. Okay, that's the... uh Okay. You know, yeah. Alleged. Mm-hmm. But uh, you yeah, know you were how... bringing you were you were kind of like bringing this you were bringing this up over dinner. So yeah. It's fresh on your mind. Well, we went to Matucci's. We did go to Matucci's. We we almost nice. got rained out. There was a hail, a big old monsoon rainstorm oh, yeah. blowing through the patio. Yeah. Well, okay. So while we were there and the rain had subsided and we got to talking about different Catholic topics, you brought up Medjugorje, and I forget why, but it well, is it's... obviously fresh on your mind and it's well, probably it's, there for a reason. It's like okay, so if if a person brings up Donald Trump, they're shamed. So right. they don't bring up Donald Trump if they they admit to. You know, being uh, a certain, you know, of a, a certain moral bent, that person is often shamed. So then they're ashamed or afraid to bring it up. So right. I was just noticing that uh, oftentimes if you bring up Medjugorje, you're shot down in flames by certain Catholics. Mm-hmm. OK, so I just I, I made a note of that in my head going, hmm, that's interesting. And oftentimes it's usually that which is shot down in flames or shamed against that 
turns out to be an authentic thing as if it were a demonic attack on that thing itself. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying Medjugorje is real or not. I'm open to the possibility, but I just find it interesting that people who do believe in it are oftentimes by very conservative Catholics uh, shamed uh, for their believing in it. I just made that note. That's all. Yeah. yeah, it is curious. I mean, and I was talking to you about that and I was, you know, reflecting on how our Lord guided us in this regard to look at the fruit of the tree, right? And to mm-hmm. see what the kind of fruit the tree was bearing and to judge the tree by that fruit. If it was bearing bad fruit, then we would assume that the tree was rotten and mm-hmm. vice versa. If it was tr- bearing good fruit, then we must assume that, you know, the tree is not necessarily right. rotten and might even just be good. Um, something to that, I think. Um, but yeah. it, it seems to me that the fruits of that particular place are pretty darn good. Well, yeah, like a lot of other Marian uh, apparition sites. I Yeah, I don't know. I mean, even if, let's say this, even if um, the origins of the apparitions are dubious or, you know, a lot of people have a um, problem with how long and how often the apparitions occurred, they find that a bit dubious. I mean, even if you were to make some kind of good argument that way, I think you'd still look at the fruit of the thing yeah. and, and ask yourself, is there good fruit coming from this space, from this place? Like, you know, never mind whatever was the, or the origin of that, those good fruits. Like, we could just have to say, yeah, confess, daily confessions, that's a good thing. Daily mass, that's a good thing. You know, people having some kind of conversion, that's a good thing, you know. Well, concerning the length of the, uh, you know, it's been going on since 1980-whatever it is, 82, 81, I think, the, I think, the, I think uh, Mariana, the last visionary, just said recently that she was, like, that Mary was no longer appearing, no longer appearing to her, not daily anymore, for at least. Uh, I know at least that much. Like She was definitely not appearing daily. She might appear like once a year now on an anniversary or something. Right. There was some kind of or promise Or something like that. Like that. But yeah, these have been going on for a mm-hmm. long time, okay? So critics will say, well, look at Fatima. You know, there was what... Uh, what, six apparitions? and Over the course of several months of one year. Right. However, however, our Blessed Mother continued to appear to Lucia all through her life. Hmm. All through her life. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's true. Hmm. Okay, so like yeah. kind of, you know. Yeah, good point. All right. So, now you make a good point, man. Yep. All right. Will, you have any uh, interesting things in your life going on? Uh, no, I mean, just just busy. I'm uh, organizing. Yeah, I just Washing work. dishes. Washing dishes. Washing dishes. Organizing, organizing the, dishes. the dishwashing yeah. crew. <laughs> organizing the dishes in the, uh, in the <laughs> in dish. Big Louie's. I'm just filling time. I'm just yeah. asking. Well, we don't need to fill time. We've got. Well, because, you know, I just. We, we just, have to Well, normally we, we spend like 40 minutes talking about the. That's true. Uh, you know, the CV, right? The. Oh, <clears> so he can make an acronym, CV. but I can't. Oh, CV. I see. <laughs> but we don't want to talk about the CV. Okay. So funny. we're going to talk about the gospel. How about that? Shall we? Uh, yeah, let's. Uh, we've already done the cigar review. You failed to bring up a, a quiz, and uh, yeah, I think we should just launch into the gospel because there's a lot of good, comforting, because, comforting words from I'll, our Lord coming. Because here's the deal: because we have to go outside, smoke a cigar, that's right. and, and view else? the sky. That's right. For any possible incoming meteorites or projectiles, right? It could be. Could be. When, by the way, when I first saw that thing, I thought, "Is that an airplane?" Right. Uh, is that yeah. a bomb? Is that what you said? An no. airplane. Oh, my gosh. Oh. You can't say those words on broadcast, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm not on headphones. <laughs> like, yeah, all right. Okay. Let's, do it. let's launch into it. What are, yeah. Matthew 14. And then you say let's launch into it. Are you kidding me? I know, right? Hey, yeah. by the way, uh, before well, we get into the, the, the gospel, we, we, we didn't do a gospel review last week no, because right. we had that beautiful testimony mm-hmm. that kind of summed up the gospel review. Um, and we're looking for other, if anybody has any suggestions, feel free to float them our way. We're looking for other great testimonies, you know, other great conversion right. stories. And if you know anybody that you think has an interesting testimony, we'd love to uh, know about them so that we mm-hmm. could invite them on the program. You know, right. nothing speaks truer than how God works through our, our own lives. So That's right. Yep. Uh, we all love good conversion stories. Absolutely. You know, but you know, some there's some really great reversion stories, too, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. You know, mm-hmm. right? People yeah. who have disappeared from the, you know, the, the face of the faith for a while and then they came back. Okay, so uh, the gospel is Matthew fourteen thirteen through 21, and this is Matthew's version 
of the multiplying of the loaves and fishes. So here we go. When Jesus heard of the death of John the Baptist, he withdrew in a boat to a deserted place by himself. The crowds heard of this and followed him on foot from their towns. When he disembarked and saw the vast crowd, his heart was moved with pity for them, and he cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples approached him and said, This is a deserted place, and it is already late. Dismiss the crowd so that they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, There is no need for them to go away. Give them some food yourselves. But they said to him, Five loaves and two fish are all we have here. Then he said, Bring them here to me. And he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he said the blessing, broke the loaves, and gave them to the disciples, who in turn gave them to the crowds. Then they all ate and were satisfied, and they picked up the fragments left over, twelve wicker baskets full. Those who ate were about 5,000 men, not counting women and children. There's your gospel. By the way, during that, I keep hearing uh, tribbles from Star Trek. Sorry. Yeah, no. it's, it's, I, it's a, <laughs> I hear like a siren or something, too. No, it's uh, like I hear it's, tribbles it's from coming Star from Trek. My, it's coming from my phone. Sorry. You hear a siren? It's oh, like, is that what that is? Yeah, okay, it's, yeah, it's all coming the, from my phone. Is it yeah. a tribble? Uh, no, like, it is a tribble sound effect. Yeah, whenever, whenever. I'll, I'll try. If somebody, I'll leave my phone up here and somebody texts me, we'll hear the tribble sound. <laughs> I thought I was going insane. I was like, where is that coming from? <laughs> Well, it helps because I, I work in a noisy environment. So if I can hear, you know, my phone alerting me to something, it's better. Hey, you know what I think about whenever I hear that gospel is you get hungry. Is how is how you know when people share their food, it almost it's almost like it multiplies, and then it can feed the vast. Well, of people. that is, well, I've <laughs> shared my food with you and, the, and it just disappears. <coughs> I'm you know? kidding. Tony, would I'm you like some you... bread? It disappears. <laughs> it's true. Well, you can give me some bread and some olive oil. I'm only teasing. That's the old, uh, that's the old 1970s interpretation of that scripture, that very, yeah. uh, that poor interpretation that was uh, basically a slight and uh, against the belief in supernatural events like our Lord multiplying. Yeah, like the, like like Jesus. I, I've heard that that Jesus convinced this young boy to share his little right, bit and then with and everybody. then and then the reason with that five thousand people, you <laughs> exactly. Me? That's Which, like sharing your your Snicker bar. With there's no way five thousand people. There's no way you could get five thousand men plus then extra women, women and children. So children. you're talking at least probably ten thousand. people. There's no way you could feed ten thousand people right. with five loaves and two fishes. Even if you like took one crumb from each of yeah. those things and spread it around, there's no way it would work. My, so that's a much of a yeah. larky, right? But I've heard that one before. I've heard, oh, this is a miracle of Jesus convincing the crowd to just be generous with their and not take everything for themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, that's a teaching of the Lord, right? But it definitely doesn't apply here. Now, interestingly, the, the context here is that it's set within John chapter six, right? Um, the other, the other witness mm-hmm. to this, the other testimony to this mm-hmm. gospel, same story. This one's in Matthew, but the other testimony <coughs> is found in John six, which is, of course, coupled with Jesus's teaching on the Holy Eucharist, and so no doubt, like. This uh, and it comes right before he teaches on the Eucharist. In fact, um, this particular this particular event. So no doubt, there's something in this uh, event, this miraculous event, that is supposed to help us understand the Holy Eucharist and the fact that Jesus gives Himself. Right? It is as if He multiplies Himself so that all of us can be fed. How does He do that? Well, in 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 some He um, has created a church that allows men to be ordained that then can confect the Eucharist, Mm -hmm. right? Through the common elements of bread and wine. And then that serves as the communion to that many people in that place, right? And then you multiply that however many priests are doing that around the world at any given point. And you have literally like a multiplication of the Eucharist, Mm -hmm. right? And by the way, I would even argue that there is in this text, uh, Jesus is foretelling a, a foretelling of to the disciples their vocation. Yeah, because he said you feed them. Because he yeah. he he worked the miracle and then he gave them 
he gave the 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 the, uh, the basket of bread right, to and the, fish to yeah. the right uh, to to the disciples mm-hmm. who then gave them to the people. That's right. Which is really, I mean, you think about it. Okay, right. The Eucharist and the very first priest priests. comes from the hands of the priest. That's right. The very so first I priest. think it's a foreshadowing or foretelling of the uh, sacrament of 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 the priesthood. Absolutely, I would agree. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, I was just thinking about as well um, in this example, right? Uh, we hear in other gospels that our Lord counts the hairs on our head, right? He intimately knows us. He intimately knew how many people were there. I would even venture a guess that, you know, if we're talking 5,000 men, all those men probably had a wife or most of them had a wife. So you're doubling that 10,000, including the women. Then some of them had kids. So like, I think my guess would be, you're talking like 15,000 people, right? Oftentimes you don't have just one kid. You've got two kids. So a, a lot of people, especially for that time period as well. Right. And so what are the three different scenarios here? Well, the one scenario is, is that they could have collected all the food around and try to distribute it equal. Everybody gets a little piece and it's just kind of skimping by. Maybe not everybody gets fed. You know, that's one scenario. Second scenario, God being God and having infinite knowledge, knowing all the people are there, having all their hair on their head counted, all this good stuff. He could have given them just enough, right? He could have given them, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to confect in this miracle X number of loaves, X number of fish. That's all we need. You know, he didn't do that. And what I love between the lines in the story is yeah. that our Lord always gives an overabundance, mm, right? Yeah. It is not, ah, oh, just, I'm going to get you to that point, right? It, it's like those football players that you see not just run to the end zone, but blow past the end zone, right? That's what our Lord is doing here. He doesn't just stop and say, okay, well, this is, this is enough for you now, right? He gives an overabundance, hmm. overabundance. Yeah. Yeah, no, you absolutely. know who, who just for whatever reason popped into my head? St. Monica, who prayed for her, her son, mm. Augustine. Mm. All she prayed was that her boy come back to the church. That's all. Just let him come back to the sacraments. Mm. The Lord not only brought him back, but made him a bishop and wow. a saint. Yeah. 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 No, you're absolutely right. His, uh, his grace abounds, right? Mm-hmm. His grace abounds. Mm-hmm. That's really beautiful. You know, it, it pairs well with the first reading, too, um, I think. Because in the first reading, we hear um, right. those beautiful words, those very consoling words, you know, if you are thirsty, come to the water, right? Um, if you need rest, mm-hmm. um, find your rest in me. Mm-hmm. So there's these very comforting words of, of I will be here to satisfy your, your deepest desires, to comfort you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and this is way, while we, um, while we um, refer to God as Father, and rightfully so, mm-hmm. we can think of his nurturing qualities here, you know, mm-hmm. which is yeah. something more of a, like something we think typically in earthly terms of a maternal instinct, but you know, men can be nurturing too. Right. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's a, a nurturing instinct almost that we're met with here. Mm-hmm. And it's very comforting that like God, um, feeds us, you know, mm-hmm. and, 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 and then if, of course, this is why we refer to, for instance, this is why we refer to Holy Mother Church. We call her Holy Mother Church, and we use the feminine pronouns for church because uh, she is like that mother that gives us food, right? That she gives us, she gives us birth through baptism, right? Or she, you know, new life through baptism. She gives us the other sacraments to sustain us. She gives us food even, right, through God's activity in the sacrament, through the priesthood. And so we are met with this God that's concerned for our well-being. And I think, you know, food, obviously, the element of food in the sacrament of the Eucharist is, couldn't be any more profoundly um, helpful to a human being because you need it to live, mm-hmm. right? And not only that, you enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely, just like we did at, there at Matucci's tonight. I mean, you know, we really enjoying this food, this meal. Like, how often do we find ourselves in that setting? Three times a day, probably on a good day, right? Um, enjoying mm-hmm. some kind of food and sustenance, and it makes us stronger, and it gives us the strength to continue on for the next several hours of the day. Mm-hmm. So the element of food makes uh, makes all the sense in the world if God is going to communicate to us, um, I love you, and I'm going to, and because I love you, I'm going to, I'm going to be the source of the thing that keeps you alive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and then, I mean, and how that moves from what you're talking about, especially in that first reading too, you know, looking through the readings for the day, it's almost like a, like a mini Corpus Christi in a certain way, how, and you're right, father as well, that, that this whole thing is kind of the, 
you know, priming us and preparing us for the sacraments, for the priesthood, for the Eucharist, right? So Tony referenced in the first reading, uh, that first line or second line of the first reading, um, after he says, come to the water, uh, you who have no money, come receive grain and eat, right? A direct tie into what we're hearing and he's prepping us for in this gospel is that this this reading from Isaiah is a foreshadowing and a prophecy of what we're going to see in Matthew and in John. And then finally, inside the church, right, this kind of threefold, um, this threefold thing there, the responsorial psalm, the hand of the Lord feeds us. He answers all our needs, right? Mm. Um, you know, hitting on that kind of temporal sense of like, okay, you know, if you read it at this base level, okay, sure, the Lord gives us food, he waters the grain, and that's kind of the first level of reading it. But then... What is the gospel acclamation from Matthew chapter four? One does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. And so all of these readings for the day from this past Sunday, you know, uh, from the Old Testament to the New Testament, and then of course brought into the now, uh, is pointing us towards, towards the Eucharist, right? When, when, when Father Scott, you consecrated the Eucharist on Sunday, um, you don't, you don't okay, well, we've got 20 people, so I'm only going to consecrate 15 hosts, right? No, we're going to consecrate exactly 20 hosts. No, right? There's always, there's always, always, always abundance, right? There's a reason why we're sitting here today in the abundance of our God, that we're sitting here today inside the church and Jesus Christ is sitting up there on inside the tabernacle from mm-hmm. hosts that you consecrated on Sunday, right? That's right. It's a modern day representation of what we're hearing in this gospel. Yeah, and it's so powerful and beautiful that, uh, you know, our Lord, he keeps giving, and he is the one who gives. Okay, so if anything tells us about, and Jesus is God, God is the giver of all good things, okay, and he's just waiting to give us more if we, uh, all we have to do is turn and, and, and ask for it, and he gives. Okay, and, and he just wants to give us more and keep giving us more. Right. And so, I mean, you think about if we only understood, okay, when it comes to the graces that flow from the Eucharist, right? I mean, we would be every day approaching on our knees to receive our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. Absolutely. If we only had a grasp and, and one day when we pass from this life into the next, then we will see that. Okay. And, uh, we're going to be bowled over by. Yeah. It it almost makes you think right in that same vein is that I'm sure at that last supper, you know, when all the apostles are sitting around and Jesus Christ picks up bread and says, this is my body and this is my blood. Just how shocking that must have been, right? But then now we're, we're going to mass maybe every day, maybe every Sunday, whatever it is, but it's so rote now. So we don't even hear the words. We don't even see the, the host being elevated, any of this stuff. So we don't, we're not perceptible to it anymore. So it makes you think, you know, kind of like an Ignatian spirituality, maybe, you know, you're thinking about, um, this particular gospel reading and how shocking that must've been to everybody who was there. But then if that happens the following week and then maybe the following week, then maybe every day, like at what point, you know, are, are, are we as, as fallible, fallen, broken human beings just going to get tired of it? You know? So I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a reflection point for me is that it's like that, that miracle, right? Uh, and in a veiled way is happening at every single mass. It's not something to get tired about. That's it's not, right. You know, um, <laughs> so we can make the argument that not only when we're attending mass, are we present at the crucifixion or the passion of, of Christ? And we are because we're brought into that reality, right? Mm-hmm. We're drawn into it. Mm-hmm. Even though it's happened 2000 years ago, it, mm-hmm. it's represented. Yeah. So we can say that we are present at the passion, but also we are present at the last supper right. and we are also present <laughs> At the multiplying of the yeah. loaves and fishes. Yeah. yeah. These events happen, but we are, they are represented. They're made brand new for us as we're in a spiritual way, sort of drawn into that during the celebration you, of the mass. You know what would help with that? You know what helps with that? What? A good Ignatian retreat. There you go. Oh, yeah. You talked yeah, about it's that like the one week. that I went on yeah, a few but, weeks ago. I mean, like, cause that whole method is about placing yourself through your imagination in a mystical way into the reality of those events. Now, no doubt though, that can happen at every mass when we realize when our eyes are open, if we have eyes of faith to see that we are present in all of those, at, you know, at, at all of those mysteries, especially as they're being retold through the Eucharistic canon or the Eucharistic prayer. Um, but a nation retreat can also, um, if it's done well, you know, according to his method, it can really draw you into those particular moments of grace, yeah. you know, 
And it, it is really beautiful to, to remember that connection. Now, I was going to mention to you, Will, that uh, when you were talking about how we can grow cold, right? It's a very, it's very human struggle to uh, be indifferent or cold to the, this beautiful, wonderful mystery that happens every time you go to it. But I was just thinking about how, um, how I don't know how you say, how right it is that the church encapsulates this mystery into a, a, an everyday ritual that it repeats it. This is how, this is how profound the moment is at the last supper. When Jesus says, this is my body, this is my blood. It's so epic that the church hasn't stopped repeating those words since the time that he said them Mm. and think about how many times, how many priests at how many altars throughout time have repeated those words that must mean that's the most epic thing that's ever been done on the, yep. on the, in the universe for, well, I would, for God I would say, to say, this it. is my body, this is my blood. Mm. I would say that those, no other words have been repeated more than those words. Think about it. Yeah. No, think about it. None. There's no way. There's no way. None. There's none. Yeah. Because no, no other many, tradition, no other ritual in human every history Every day, more than once. That. Every day in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, every single day in every Catholic church around the world, okay, those words are repeated. At almost every single moment, too, throughout the day. Yeah, if you think about it, yeah, but there's a priest at every moment probably around the world saying those words. Yeah. Like constantly repeating them in worship of the Father. The perpetual sacrifice. Wow. Beautiful. That's that's pretty trippy. I've never thought about that, actually. That's really trippy. It's, 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 it's It's like as soon as Jesus says those words, they just, they... Like they echo like continuously through the time space spectrum, yeah. you know, continuum. Yeah. And like they never stop just yeah. repeating, yeah, you know, all through, all through, uh, through the, through the work of the church, right. Through the, the beautiful mystery of the church. Yeah. And I mean, not, not to get too meta here, but, and feel you're, free meta, to you're me nothing off. if not meta, <laughs> you know, feel free to cut me off. You walked but, in and you were meta. But I mean, that's, that is why, right. Um, that we talk about things like like the different levels of time in the mass, right? Where we have Kairos, uh, then we have Kronos, right? The, t- the secular time in the world, I'm looking at my watch, it's 821 right now, right? Like I, this is in the world time, right? Right. But then we talk about, you know, a mass, how we're lifted up into this divine reality of what time is and where for that moment, it's almost like, you know, uh, the earth reaches up in that moment of that mass and heaven reaches down to meet on that altar. And so you're right. I mean, what you both have said is totally on the money, right? We're, uh, at every mass we're present for the annunciation. Mm. We're present when, when the angel Gabriel appear, appears to Mary, you know, we're, we're mystically present would be a better way to phrase that mm. at that moment when Gabriel professes to Mary hail full of grace, you are, you know, the Lord be with you, all this kind of stuff. We're there at the moment when Christ is, is birthed forth from Mary's womb. You know, we're there for the flight into Egypt. We're there for him being presented in the temple, found in the temple. We're there for, um, you know, his first miracle, right? We're there for the healing of the, of the leper, Everything in the history of Christ up until the moment of that last supper when Judas decides to betray him, we're there for when he's scourged at the pillar, when he carries his cross up to Golgotha, and finally when he's crucified, died, buried, and then the zinger when he rises from the dead and ascends into heaven. We're there mystically for all of these things in in the entirety of the mass. And that's the profound, captivating beauty of it, right? Is this eternal now, this transcendent lifting up? And that's, that's, is the reflection we're supposed to have during the mass when the priest says, let us lift up our hearts, right? Mm -hmm. um, Peace with you, right? Uh, The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up lift your up hearts. hearts. Lift them up to the Lord. And so that, that literally those words, sursum corda uh, in, in the Latin, there's beautiful reflections and books and mysticism about those words. And in that moment, how we literally and truly, right, lift our souls into heaven and enter into this, uh, this idea of the right. eternal now and tap into the divine right. time. And you know what? You mentioned all these events that we are, you know, we're drawn into. Okay. So the, you know, you, you mentioned a list. But I would go on to say that we are actually present at his second coming. Already. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, the, the, the kingdom, the kingdom breaks into reality every moment into time, mm-hmm. right? Is, uh, and, and we talked about this several months ago, but you know, the apocalypse, everybody, you know, thinks about the apocalypse as, oh, it's the end of the, the end of time is going to be on this day at this time. And then this is going to happen. But the truth is ever since Jesus Christ rose from the dead, the apocalypse was happening, it is happening, and it will be happening, right? That, uh, uh, and, and we even hear this from Jesus as well, right? Um, 
uh, several weeks ago, we hear about Jesus weeping over Jerusalem and, and looking at the, and, and foreshadowing the destruction of the temple as an apocalyptic event, as a foreshadowing of the end of days in 77 AD. Now we know, of course, we're sitting here in 2020 because the apocalypse didn't end, right? I mean, the apocalypse didn't, didn't, uh, end the world. But it started ending the world, absolutely, right. at that time, right? COVID-19, everybody thinks it's the end of the world. Yeah, it's absolutely the end of the world. But when it's over, it's still going to be the end of the world, right? We, we are in this eternal process of moving towards our end, and our end is Jesus Christ. It's nothing to be afraid mm-hmm. of. It's nothing to be terrified about. It's not this horrible event, you know, and all this mm. kind of stuff if we're right with, with our creator. Mm. So, uh, anyway, that's my long Okay, Tony, rant, do you have no. something else? Yeah, I was just going to say that... Um I think this dishwashing job is really good for Will. He's very reflective. He's yeah. very been, thoughtful uh, and <laughs> coming right? up with all kinds of profit. You I, must be. I think you, it's all those chemicals that I use uh, <laughs> washing the dishes. Were you listening to the lanky guys? <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, no, no preparation I'm, for this. No, it's his job, dude. He's he's there. Can you imagine you're back there and you've got this stack of uh, you know dishes that had plates of pasta on them, and here they he's back there, and Big mm. Louie comes back every once in a while and. You know, kind of smoking a cigar and said, hey, kid, hurry up. You know, we got more dishes coming. And he's back there just well, meditating. He's a, he's Italian. You know? Remember, he's Italian, not a Texan. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I, I come use on, it. Come on, boy. I, I use this. this I use this, come on, boy. Yeah. I use this cleaner labeled bath salt, so I don't know if that's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Okay. So, listen, I want to end on this because we have to wrap it up and, and get outside mm-hmm. for the smoke. So. Um, now, listen, so, you know, Jesus is the one who feeds the people, okay? He feeds us. Uh, he is the one who said of himself, I am the good shepherd, okay? Now, we're in this time of the CV, this coronavirus, and a lot of people are getting very depressed, and and uh, a lot of people turn to the wrong things, okay? Drugs, alcohol, um, or abuse of alcohol, anyway. Pornography is a problem. Yeah. Uh, all kinds of things. So just remember, uh, those things, and when you're on those things, so here's the danger, because the devil is very deceptive. He will say if a person is flying high on some drug or involved in pornography, it's the devil who says, see, doesn't this make you feel good? So all is okay. Well, it's a big fat lie, okay? We need to turn. It's Jesus Christ is the one we turn to in our moments of darkness, and uh, he is the one who carries us through it all, okay? So remember, prayerfully turn to the person of Christ. Pray, pray, pray. And also, I'll, you know, throw one in for the Blessed Mother. Very important, too, okay? Uh, But the reception of the sacraments, read your scriptures and uh, pray and just cling to the person of Jesus Christ. There you go, right? Amen. Amen. Yeah, amen to that. Very cool. Okay, uh, so sjvnm.org is the place to go if you'd like to donate to our church. We got a donation from New York, man. New York City. Get a rope. Okay, so yeah, so sjvnm.org. Go down to donate, and you can donate to our building because we're still going to build a church. It's going to happen, okay? Will, if the people want to get in touch with us, what do they got to do? Yeah, so uh, you can drop us an email, holysmokes at sjvnm.org. Uh, we did get an email. Did you see our email we got this week? Yeah, from Donna? No, uh, oh. well, we did get an email from Donna, so shout out yes, to— Yes, thank, uh, thank you, Donna. Shout out to Donna. We got this— uh, Really, um, really exciting email. I find mm. it very promising. It says, uh, it's from, uh, uh, well, I won't read that. It's from Muhammad Khan. Honorable pastor, respectfully, I want to bring this to your attention. I am Muslim and interested in promoting awareness of commonality between the two great faiths of Christianity and Islam. If you could please donate 50 $500 gift cards to, no, I'm just teasing. But the first part of the email is correct. We did get we did, we get a lot of spam on that Holy yeah, Smokes email yeah, in all true. truthfulness. And uh, so the, the first part of that was... was totally so is this true. one a spam or what's the Yeah, email? this was definitely spam. Oh, okay. Uh, so we we're get, getting we some... Get, we, need, we need some non-spam email. We get a lot of emails from like from the Middle East and uh, uh, certain regions like that and people asking for gift cards and stuff like that. And do we give them um, any gift cards? I don't know, Father. I'll defer no. that one to you. No. <laughs> okay, just making no. sure. Just making. <laughs> they sure. They only that. asked for a thousand dollars in Best Buy credit. <laughs> yeah. Right. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> Crazy world we live in these days. Yeah. All the so. technology. But uh, but anyway, so so drop us a line. Uh, Holy Smokes SJVNM.org. We'd appreciate it. Um, you can also leave us a review. Uh, we've totally stagnated on reviews since the, since the outbreak <laughs> of this novel thing. What are you looking at me? Why are you laughing? No, he's I'm, I'm trying with out tribbles. my tribbles. What's my, my triple sound? Watch. All right, listen. 
Did you hear it? The Trouble with Tribbles. Yeah. It's, a yeah. it's, a, it's an episode of the Star Trek. Yeah, Sounds like no, a so. grasshopper crying. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah, you can do that. Um, and then uh, you can uh, follow us on Instagram, at uh, Holy Smokes Catholic. I'm going to post this uh, video I took of Father Scott jamming out on his uh, cigar box yeah, guitar dude. a couple weeks nice, ago. Dude. Yeah, so uh, check it out if you want to see the cigar box guitar in action. Yeah, it's the coolest thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Say, uh, so listen, we're going to try to get another guest on very soon. Okay. So thanks for joining us for Holy Smokes Catholic Review. Uh, Bye. Bye, everybody. Looking for exceptional coffee delivered fresh to your door? We have the answer. Our friends at Grim Bean Coffee produce small batch artisan coffee using top tier coffee beans. The coffee is roasted when you order, guaranteeing the freshest coffee possible. Check out Breadbox Roasts, a new line of Catholic-themed coffees, available at www.grimbeancoffee.com forward slash Breadbox Media. Experience coffee like never before.